to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hello, and welcome to the American Society of Health System Pharmacists uh, Wellness Wednesday podcast. This is a special edition in honor of Juneteenth. And just to give you a little bit of background, Juneteenth is a holiday celebrated on June 19th to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved people in the U.S., the holiday was first celebrated in Texas, where on that date in 1865, in the aftermath of the Civil War, enslaved people were declared free under the terms of the 1862 Emancipation Proclamation. I am your host and honored to be your host. My name is Joshua Blackwell. I'm the clinical manager of ambulatory services and have the distinct honor of being with my protege, my little brother, Kofi. So Kofi, would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. And thanks, Josh, for kicking it off. Hey everybody, my name is Kofi Ando. I am a senior pharmacy administrative resident, otherwise known as a PGY2 health system pharmacy administration and leadership resident at UW Health, University of Wisconsin Health in Madison, Wisconsin. So once again, pleasure to join you all. Awesome. So this podcast is really just about not only Juneteenth, but celebrating joy and specifically in Black men. So I think this is a very timely topic, especially from the a global pandemic, a lot of things that happened with George Floyd. Kofi and myself had several conversations between ourselves privately going through some of the challenges as Black men and how do we deal with some of the tensions within our society, but also still exhibiting joy. And so the first question, Kofi, that we'll go right into is why joy and why should Black men's joy be distinct from universal joy? What do you think? Yeah, Josh, that's a that's a great question. And when I think why joy, I think of all that there is to celebrate amongst Black culture specifically. And we occupy a space in our culture, in our day-to-day lives, and also in our workplace that is a very niche position that we have the perspective to speak to, the perspective to embody. And ultimately, that's what brings together a lot of the interwoven fabrics amongst our communities and our, our practice settings if we're tying into pharmacy practice within health systems as well. And so I think there's a unique perspective that we have, and there is joy intrinsically in in celebrating us and celebrating what it is to be Black, but more specifically, what it is to be a Black man. And so when I think about why joy, I, I think about our people, our people, how far we've come. And I think about specifically how far even the likes of somebody like yourself, right? And, and providing opportunities for people like myself to follow in your footsteps and you know, provide legacy. And so when I think of joy, I think of the boundless opportunities that are to come. And uh, I think that's what we are here to do and embody. And so to me, that's why joy, but I can't speak to what Josh has uh, up his sleeve and what he thinks, but, you know, I love to hear that as well. Yeah. So Black joy in particular, especially in men, I think is, uh, it goes even deeper. When you think about men exhibiting emotions, feelings, thoughts, We are raised to not show our emotions, not to showcase joy, signs of affection, because that could be demasculating. And unfortunately, joy um, sometimes is really buried down amongst a lot of the trauma that we felt. So when you think about how we were enslaved, how we were brought over to the United States, all of that was to quiet us down, if you will because we're too loud is what sometimes society puts us on the label 
And so when you think about joy, it's not only masked because as Black men, we're taught to not show our emotions, but also at the same time, we are shown to deal with a lot of trauma that we experience on a day-to-day basis. So the trauma that is experienced, not only within racial discriminations, but some of the things that we do day-to-day, some of the microaggressions that we experience. And when you think about raising children and being the head of the household as men, We don't have time to have certain joy because we're always worried about providing for our families, making sure that our families are safe, making sure that we are doing all we can to put food on the table for our family. And so when you think about joy, it's something that needs to really resonate within us. When you think about a lot of the times that when we go through life and we go through a lot of trials and tribulation, we tend to maybe fester on the negative and not so much the positive. So I think it's not only an exercise, but it's our right to have joy. In the mix of toxicity, in the midst of racial tensions, we need to express our emotions. And that's why uh, we're doing this podcast today when it comes to wellness. A part of wellness is actually showcasing your emotions. And joy is an emotion. It's an act of being blissful, being happy. And so we need to experience that in the midst of a lot of turmoil. And so, Kofi, I'm curious to know, why do you think it's so difficult to find joy? Why, especially in Black men, why can't we find the joy that is rightfully ours to possess? Yeah, Josh, you touched on, honestly, a lot of great topics and important topics. And I think that's the perfect segue into why is it so difficult for Black men to find joy. Initially, one of the first things that come to mind for me is culturally, of course, there is such a pressure to succeed that we we bow the weight on our shoulders of caring not only for our personal success, but familial success, for generational success. And so to me, it can almost feel as like a weight on my chest coming to work every day sometimes, knowing that it's not just about me succeeding, it's about me succeeding on behalf of my neighborhood or my family and and what it means to not only succeed for me, but what it, it sends a message to others, maybe people to come after me of what we can do. And so, you know, I think about the weight that we carry and how that makes it difficult to find joy. I also think about, you know, you talked about like sometimes the the lack of emotion and the lack of safe space that we have in our in our community amongst, I would say, black men. And that's something that I feel is an area of opportunity that we have, but that's a real thing. And and there are underlying reasons for why that is the case. But I even think about, you know, in our day-to-day lives, how we have a, a I would say, a, a lack of a safe space generally even at work. And, and maybe that could be a mental thing, but there are a lot of times where I feel I don't fit in at the look of an eye, I mean, you look around the room, oftentimes you don't see other Black men. You may not even see other Black people. And intrinsically, you think, okay, what can I do to fit in? Uh, Intrinsically, you think, maybe I should not share my experiences because I don't know how other people will feel about these experiences that I'm sharing. And all of that can roll up into why it can be hard to find joy, right? You speak about self-expression or you spoke about self-expression. I think that is a key, plays a key role in, in people finding joy. And so throughout this journey, I've had to become more comfortable in my own skin, realistically. And it's a lot easier to say than to do. Every day when you look around, you don't really see people doing what you're doing. And so it is a journey, but I'm 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 proud, more proud than ever to be 
black men specifically in this space because I think it's it's super important. But that is a big reason why I feel like it is difficult. And then the last topic I'll touch on as well, we're in a new era today and social media plays a big role in our mental health, right? And so when I think about why it's difficult for black men to find joy, I think about what is it or how are we being depicted in the media? And this this stems back historically years back, right? Even before I would say we had rights as people, but how are we depicted and how is the media portraying us? And so it internalized certain things when you turn on the news and you constantly see people who look like you depicted in a certain light, when maybe, you know, you yourself, you are not portraying that. You are not portraying those behaviors that you see commonly on the media. And it can force you to uh, almost be a little insecure of who you are and what you represent. And so there are a lot of a lot of things. I think this could be a, a full three-hour conversation if we wanted it to. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that make it difficult. But all in all, I mean, joy is what you make it. And I think, you know, creating a safe space for specifically Black men to express themselves is super important. Excellent topic. So I've heard four things. Lack of representation or depiction of, of Black men, lack of safety. And then when you're talking about being Black and living in your own truth in your skin, sometimes that can be perceived as a burden. And so let's dig a little bit deeper about those. We talked about lack of representation. You're right. And I think that's why when you talk about the ASHP Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force, we wanted to make sure that ASHP not only was a home for all, but a home for Blacks and Black men, simply since that's what the podcast today is on. We want to make sure that we're a home. And so we're trying to make sure that we have representation, such as you and myself and ASHP, that showcases that we do very well within our roles at work, but also within the profession. And we're not only serving our patients, but we're also serving the greater good, which is bringing other individuals, other Black men to make sure that they have a, a period of time in ASHP or a role in ASHP. I also think the depiction of Black men is truly poor in the United States, especially because when you see individuals that are maybe having causing crime because out of anger, because of lack of safety, and we'll touch a little bit about that, or a lack of safety to express their emotions, and we'll I'll touch on that in a moment. But also when you're considering the fact that when you turn on the news or you're turning on uh, award shows or you're going to award events, the individuals that are being praised are not us. They're not us. You may have one, maybe five, but it's not a lot. When you think about leadership, it's not there. It's not there. And so how are we as Black men rising up to the call and not only expressing that joy, but having that joy to be in the position that we're in today? How can we feel pride about being Black men and expressing that joy without being considered that we're being too loud, we're being too boisterous? So that's another aspect that I, I heard you say. And then lack of safety, Ooh, we could talk about that for hours. I think when you talk about mental health and we're talking about wellness here within ASHP, the lack of safety that Black men have in the home and outside of the home is, it really is horrible. And so on this podcast, I think it's imperative that we say as Black men, it is okay to have emotions and it's okay to express those emotions. It's okay to express those goals and to have those goals and to go after those dreams. Because when you go after those things, you will have joy. 
And it's a joy that you can own and that you can walk into. But there is a lack of safety, a lack of safety to be who you are at work, a lack of safety to be who you are maybe in the home. And so that is something that um, as Black men, we face on a day-to-day basis. And then being Black sometimes can be considered a burden because I'm not good enough or they'll never accept me or I have to wear my hair a certain way or I have to look a certain way. Black women and Black men face that all the time. I have had several conversations throughout my tenure as a pharmacist to ask questions. Well, you know, Josh, how do I present myself in an interview? How should I wear my hair? How should I how should I dress? Because we are considered too loud or too boisterous when it comes to being Black. And some may disagree with some of the things that we're talking about today, but it is our truth. It is our reality. And I think as we matriculate throughout the profession, as we rise in the profession, And as different cultures, you know, Black indigenous people of color, uh, but today we're talking about Black men. As Black men, as we rise and we elevate, we're going to bring those individuals to the forefront because there is going to be tremendous joy when there is representation, when there is positive images of Black men, where there is safety in the workplace and outside the workplace, and when being Black is not a burden, but it's actually something to be very proud of. But in order to get there, there's some barriers that we have to overcome. So how do you overcome barriers that threaten or disrupt or even interfere with your choice? And then how do you access your own choice? That's a two-part question. So let's start with the first one. How do you overcome barriers that threaten or disrupt or interfere with your choice of being joyful? Yeah, this is a, it's a, that's a great question. Uh, honestly, a pretty thought-provoking question, I'd say. You know, when I think about overcoming those barriers to experiencing joy or things that may disrupt joy, uh, I think about once again, I'm I'm coming from a granular perspective, a day-to-day perspective of being a black man, right? Coming to work. And it might be small things. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier microaggressions, but uh things that may not ever be deemed to the public as things that are be harmful or hurtful. But to us, we internalize them. And oftentimes we may not even have a safe space to verbalize that feeling of discomfort. So I, I, you know, I can even point to some examples I've experienced colleagues saying, you know, wow, did you ever even go out back home? You didn't hear about that before. Uh, And to me, it's like, well, yeah, I did go out back home. We just did different things, right? We went out and did different things or, you know, even the topic of a simple police stop. Oh, I mean, it's just a police stop. You know, all you have to do is flirt and tell a joke. It's fine. Like you'll get off. And, and for me, that's, that's not my experience and that's not my truth. Not at all. You know, my truth is, you know, when I get stopped, I provide ID, personal and work ID, because a lot of times people like me aren't even seen out here. So what are you doing? I've actually been questioned. Are you sure you live here? Are you sure you work here? And that is my truth. So a lot of those small things I would deem as barriers to my joy because it makes it, in those cases, it does make it hard to be your authentic self when you realize you look around a lot of people do not experience the world in a way that you do and it's not even necessarily i would say uh for others a bad thing but i I do think we owe it to ourselves to advocate for each other and for ourselves individually and i think that's an area of growth for me and so overcoming that is speaking up right and and feeling more being more willing to stand up for self And oftentimes I calculate, okay, well, how will I be perceived if I stand up for myself or if I say something? 
And there are a lot of times where I'll just bite the bullet and not say anything because I don't want to feed into that rhetoric, feed into that black male image that many people over the years had become accustomed to seeing. But in reality, it's not doing anything but hurting me. And so I've tried to make more of a concerted effort to, of course, respectfully educate and address certain microaggressions that may occur on a day to day, because I think those things are barriers to joy for black men specifically. And then also, I you know, I think about even and for many of us, we've had conversations uh, as children. Or our parents had conversations with us as children that maybe many other people uh, may not have had, you know, uh, what it means to be a productive citizen in the world. Yes, but what it means to be a productive black man in the world and the society that you live in, you can't do everything that everybody else does. Uh, these are very distinct conversations I remember coming up uh, hearing amongst, you know, my parents. And to me, it's like, no, but, you know, they're over there doing that. It's like things are different for you. And, uh, you know, those are words that that stuck with me when I think about barriers I have to overcome to experience joy. Because there, there are times where I don't feel comfortable doing things that the large group or majority may be doing. And once again, it goes back to okay, well, you know, how would I be perceived doing this? And so I think those are barriers to joy. And of course, when you 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 foster a culture of that safe space, culture of inclusion, I think a lot of those feelings intrinsically go away. And a lot of those barriers intrinsically go away as well. And it makes it easier for, I would say, people like myself to experience joy. But those are a couple examples that I think about when I think of barriers to joy and you know the role that I can play but the role that others may be able to play as well in and decreasing those barriers I agree to have a transparent thought I'm, I'm thinking about the conversation that we're having today Kofi and I'm thinking how will the entire ACP membership perceive this conversation what are the thoughts about those conversations and sometimes that also plays a role plays a role when it comes to should you speak up should you not and how to choose your words carefully um i think about you know what i'm probably about to say is manage the message um how do you do that right and how do you make sure that you're still living your truth so i agree so barriers that i've i've had and let's talk about just even living in a certain area you do get stares sometimes you may get some negative comments that people roll down their window and they may yell a derogatory word. Um, that has happened to me. I never thought I would have that, but that has truly happened to me or being pulled aside by a Black physician to say, remember who you are and know what's coming your way. To have these conversations, not out loud, but behind closed doors to prepare you what it's like to live as a Black man, that's also taking away our joy. That's also a barrier. Another barrier, once we talked about it already before, but I'll bring it back up, is social media. The images and sometimes the crafted strategic images of how Black men are portrayed is not the greatest. And so that also can play a role in our psyche. And so how do you overcome that is really recognize your strength and who you are as a Black man. Once again, it takes time. It is a journey. It is a process. You're going to always grow. You're going to always evolve. You're going to always change. And I hope many of you, all of you that are listening to this podcast, that you're open to evolving and changing your thought process because that's how you're able to learn and grow. Life is a journey. 
it is not something that you're going to know right off. And, you know, as an individual, we're going to learn from each other and we're going to learn from our own experiences. And so being open and transparent and living in your truth is going to be key no matter who you are. Another aspect of how you can overcome the challenges, especially for Black men with joy, is surround yourself with community. And I know that I talk to Kofi about this all the time, had many sessions about this, but you're not meant to do life by yourself. And so, yes, when you see another like-minded individual for us Black men that are doing well, that you want to emulate, go and talk to them. Make sure you're introducing yourself to them and have those honest conversations. Of course, being mindful of your surroundings, every relationship may not be for you. But when you find a beneficial relationship, talk to that individual. I've had mentors that really helped me get to where I am today. And we had to have some of those conversations And I would say that as Black men, you can also learn from Black women. Like, it doesn't just have to be men learning from men. Men and women can learn from each other. And I always talk about, you know, a mentor of mine who has made history uh, as the first female board of director member of ASHP, Ms. Janet Mighty. I learn from her all the time. And she is somebody that has helped me matriculate through ASHP and really has shown me the ropes. You can learn from anybody. So being open, but having that community is also going to be key. That's how you can overcome your barriers and recognize that you're not going to be perfect. So Kofi alluded to that when growing up, a lot of Black men and women will have always heard that you need to be twice as good. Hearing that alone, twice as good. So my good is not enough, but I have to be that times two. The burden and the weight that that carries your entire life can play a role in your psyche. So recognize and rest in who you are and what your best is and know that your best is good enough, no matter if it's recognized or not. Granted, I'm here talking about this now, but at the same time, it is still a journey and a process for me. So I'm not speaking because I'm on the other side of what I'm saying. I'm speaking this as somebody that is going through the process that is growing and that is evolving and that is open to learning from different experiences. So that is also another way that you can overcome those barriers. So once again, find yourself community, making sure that you rest in who you are and you know and and find out who you are, but also at the same time, know that you are good enough because that's, that's how you were made. You are good enough. You have innate skills. You have innate talents. And you also have areas of opportunity that you're going to grow in over time. So you always have to give yourself grace no matter who you are. So I think that's something that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn about overcoming these barriers. Uh, But you and I, Kofi, we have joy. You know, we're here today talking about Black joy, especially within men uh, and celebrating Juneteenth. Uh, that's coming around the corner. Uh, We just celebrated Black History Month in February. Now we have Juneteenth that we're celebrating. So we have a lot of things to be joyous about. So tell me, how do you access your joy? Accessing my joy. (laughs) It's something I actually have to be intentional about throughout the day-to-day grind of residency. And, and, you know, Josh, we've talked about this, but accessing my joy is pouring into what makes me feel most like myself. And a lot of that I attribute to hobbies, passions, connections that I've built prior to pharmacy, during pharmacy, and things that will follow me even after pharmacy. So I think about, you know, my past as a Division I uh, collegiate athlete, right? Playing basketball throughout the day-to-day 
uh, I would say grind and residency, finding time to go to the gym and, and play basketball. That that feeds my joy. That's how I access my joy. Uh, I also Howard, have back in Howard days, Kofi was like, <laughs> so if you uh, have time, please uh, make sure to go and look at his stats and everything. Oh, boy. They are uh, very much uh, impressive. But continue, Kofi. I just wanted yeah, to I... <laughs> uh, and, uh, say go Howard. Right. I mean, and, and yesterday we actually did go to the NCAA tournament this past year. So I'm a very proud alum. But yeah, that's an example of how I access my joy. Another example of how I access my joy is reconnecting with friends and family back home. So currently I'm doing a residency in Madison, Wisconsin. I love the area. My family's not from here, though. So I had to relearn a different culture, assimilate. And that's a word that also is, I would say, we're very accustomed to within the Black community. But the lack of having your loved ones around the corner does take a toll on you at times. And so constantly connecting, talking, picking their brains, catching up on things, and even visiting, using PTO. PTO is very important for those similar, maybe in, a, in the same position as me as residents, but PTO is, is how I access my joy. And then I would say even lastly, I mean, I would say... I've learned a lot about myself during this time and, and even personal relationships. So I think about the relationship I have with even my girlfriend, Imani, and how she's able to keep me grounded, how she's able to tell me about myself uh, when I doubt myself. She's able to provide support and strength. She's able to, I would say, give me a reason to keep going. You know, and that's an example. And everybody, we all have our reasons, our why, but that's how I access my joy. I, I live out my day-to-day uh, really to embody, you know, how I was raised uh, in my household and, and who I represent, you know. And so I know like my mom would be very happy if she was still here to see where I am. And, I, um, you know, that's part of my why and, and why I continue to access my joy, because I know if my cup is not full, I won't be able to pour into others. And so, um, yeah, accessing our joy is something that's very important. We have to continue to do it as black men specifically. We can't uh, continue putting ourselves last and we have to be kind and uh you know in, in the spirit of juneteenth and in the spirit of celebration of us i do want to add the sentiments that there it's strength and power in in being black and i feel that every day and although i i know we are uh you know minorities in the spaces we often occupy um i feel very confident knowing the support system I have behind me and knowing what I represent when I walk in rooms. And um, to me, that's that's what Juneteenth is about, right? Liberation and, and we're living out our ancestors' wildest dreams. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud to be in a position to represent, you know, not only myself, but other Black men, other Black women in this space because we have a lot to offer society. Mm-hmm. I think society is just now catching up. But I think in the future, we will even see more and more and more progression in that area. And I'm, you know, excited for the progress that I've already seen, for sure. And, you know, I'm grateful for ASHP providing us the platform to even talk about this. So, Yes. When I sat on the DEI task force, I did not envision a podcast like this. So I'm so excited that ASHP is providing us a platform to not only educate, but also showcase our wellness and our well-being and having this conversation, because this conversation is also very therapeutic. Um, similar to you, Kofi, I access my joy by the future Mrs. my fiance, Trina, because she definitely, I would say, is a mirror. 
And I'm learning that marriage is going to be a mirror. And so having those very transparent conversations, but also having that support 24-7 means the world to me. And so that brings me joy. And the joy of our future together brings me joy. The joy of my family, being around them and having my community and, and spending time with my community is also a factor that brings me joy. One of the greatest things that also brings me joy, and Kofi knows this well because he is a recipient of this, is my protégés and helping individuals achieve their goals and their their dreams. It's so important to me that we live out our dreams. And so if I can help someone live out their dreams and making sure that they achieve their goals, it does bring me joy. It brings me joy to be in the places and the circles that I am in to help represent Black men and women and to really make sure that we have a seat at the table I was fortunate to have an article with an ASHP and a column at ASHP, and we talked about that and having that seat at the table, that feature with ASHP, having a seat at the table is very important to to me and really having that representation literally at every stage is also important to me. And another thing that brings me joy is actually taking time to go to church and really have a time together in, in God's house and then also making sure that I'm talking to different people and are really helping other individuals in the same headspace, but also traveling and seeing the world is also something that I really want to do. And it'll also bring me uh, joy too. So while we'll not prolong this, but Kofi, it's been amazing to talk with you. Once again, we aim for this podcast to be a message to the Black men amongst ASHP's membership. We know there is still so much road ahead. And the pathway to being able to get through it all is by being intentional and consistent with finding your joy. We hope this podcast is something you come back to because this is real life. I would say this is a very true story. And this is not going to stop the news, the high senses at your system, the stuff that happens at home, but it's the way you can take care of you to remind yourself to put on your mask first and remember that you deserve peace, love, and joy. That's all the time we have today. And I want to thank you, Kofi, once again, for joining us today to discuss joy on this Juneteenth holiday. I appreciate you, my little brother. If you haven't had the chance, I encourage you to visit wellbeing.ashp.org, where you'll learn more about our partnership with the National Academy of Medicine, researchers to promote wellness and strategies to manage burnout. And also, please be sure to join us here each month for more on wellness and resilience. Until next time, thank you so much. And remember, we are better together than we are apart. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.